0: Mm-hmm. Tasa rahato namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammāsambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammāsambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammāsambuddhassa utang namo sangham namo somi is one of the um, Difficult bits that come up, particularly whenever we talk about Buddha Dharma, is the self-no-self no self topics, which actually are, are much more than purely academic. They're really quite, quite. They've um, quite a lot of practical significance hmm. because there's, you know, a sense of no self both intrigues people and, uh, you know. If feeling oh you could get away from all this stuff (laughs) and uh, uh, it's it's an interesting idea, striking idea because you know dramatically apparently we definitely seem to be something and there's a feeling of well you know to get out of the limitations of being this into something other than this would be well that's really quite dramatic and esoteric and wonderful and, and quite a transformation so yeah. it's it's, it's um, but it's a teaching that you've got to really be careful with because what 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 it what it you know this kind of model as a practice it can set up actually do uh, um, coincide with some of the major difficulties that we experience mm. For a start, the nāṭāra is a realization. It's something that you you kind of is realized through full um, handling, acknowledgement of the changing and relative textures that we experience as substantial mind, me, myself, you, and all that. All those all those experiences they actually arise they as they as they're, as they're handled and it's only through handling them properly that you really can know them as changing feel them as changing um, if you don't actually handle them um, relate to them investigate them explore them transform them and transmute them then you can avoid them you know you can avoid aspects of 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 um, you know, your intimate experience, or cut it off, or shut it down, or move away from it, but you don't actually get the full realization, because it hasn't been tr- probably transmuted, it hasn't been, you know, things like fear, or anger, or worry, or jealousy, and these are difficult experiences, intimidation, have not been actually handled, they've been uh, sh- shut off, or screened off, or because they're rather difficult to handle. It's only through really handling those and all these aspects that, that we do experience or, or should be experiencing, <laughs> you know, time to time, that that they that they can be um, there can be a realization. You know, like the, 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 you're handling them. You, there's a recognition of how they, you know, they they change and they're substantial. And what what makes them. Substantial is released. There's a particular view that makes them substantial. And we say things are, in, are impermanent, of course, most of us recognize it doesn't have to be that advanced to know that the seasons change, that I'm happy one day and not happy the next day. So, what's the big deal about that? Um, but the real uh, penetration of of this is to actually recognise it's not just that this is only here for a moment; that even when it's here, it's kind of ephemeral. It's it's not it's not like a lump at all. It's a it's a dynamic. It's an energy. It's a movement. It's a you know there's no real thing there at all, and that that takes a lot of practice because mostly what happens if you don't exactly experience the self as permanent. We experience ourselves as kind of being this and then being that, and then being this, and then being that, and as an overall sense of being a kind of like a box or a thing that stuff passes through mm. and yet so there's this retaining impression of some kind of substance or essence or mind or that I am mm. that's that's experiencing all this. And this is actually the bit that sometimes gets left out of the of the investigation, of the of the handling. And, and it's the kind of over-self. In fact, the over-self becomes the meditator who sits and witness and watches and and you know contemplates and that, that becomes if like the, the big the over-self, you know. Uh, uh, and, and that uh, you know who acknowledges or witnesses, and so what's going on. And this this one is isn't really this structure isn't necessarily uh, handled or or, or um, released. Mm. In fact, some meditation systems almost seem to enhance it. You know, and I started I started out with a system that was. I don't know how when I really got it or not, but the way I was doing it was this where you just kind of keep acknowledging with a thought what's going on. So you're thinking, okay, I know I'm thinking, thinking. Then I know I'm walking, walking, standing, standing, sitting, breathing in, breathing out, feeling happy, just keep this going. This kind of continual process of acknowledging. And with that, certainly one became aware that the what I was acknowledging changed. But the acknowledger got bigger and bigger, <laughs> and heavier and heavier, uh, and eventually the, the acknowledger kind of completely filled the screen. There was this kind of thing walking around behind me all the time, telling me what I was doing. As <laughs> if <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know, you know. <laughs> you couldn't switch it off, it was like sort of Frankenstein's monster. Uh, well, you know, shut up, with you? Uh, so it was. Uh, that's what. That's that's what happened. Um, so uh, you know somehow, mm. <coughs> and there was always a kind of a conflict going on between this witnessing self person and what it was witnessing. You know, because the witnessing self always had this basic goal in mind to. Get rid of all those things that were being witnessed. Get them out, shunt them out of the door as quick as possible. <laughs> to empty out, and that was its. That was its goal. Was the you know, as soon as you get the slightest touch of a feeling, feeling out next, you get a thought, thought next out. You know, and those is going to shunt all these things out, out and leave you alone. <laughs> so there just be this big witnessing, acknowledging self there, when they got rid of all these little nattering, niddering, trivial, foolish, dark, demonic things. But of course, the, actually what happened was that as it continued, the, there seemed to be a, an increase in the number of dark, demonic, <laughs> twittering things that were going on. <laughs> uh, and as it, so there's a struggle going on. Between the witnesser and, wit- and that which is witnessed. And it seemed to bring around a kind of intensification of, it, of the whole Gestalt, the whole field was intensified. Suddenly, so became a huge kind of cosmic drama of this continual struggle between aspects, different aspects of mind. That, and the sense of the struggle actually seemed to bring up more stuff, you know, and doubts and things. So, it got very intense. Mm. And, you know, what what became more (laughs) I was, I, was always, I was in a situation where I was always on my own all the time. You know, I, was in, I was in a Thailand. I didn't speak Thai, and I was in a kind of special, segregated section of the monastery. So there were no there were no meetings of any kind, no conversations of any kind, and no group activities of any kind, and no, nothing to do actually, just sit there. Um, so it's kind of quite quite a Strange vacuum, you know. For me personally, everybody else seemed to be okay, but I was in the rest of the monastery was swinging along doing what they were doing. Um, but that kind of set up my basic model for meditation, which has taken quite a long time to get out of. <laughs> you know, no, I, I, no, I really. S- see that that I can't certainly can't blame it all the meditation I mean you know but it, it seemed to highlight a certain sense of of fragmentation between you know the 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 witness or that which was aimed and intended and the the good guy on the rest of this stuff that was going on a kind of split hmm. it seemed to get intensified. Really, what what um, I've been working on is just actually meeting, trying to meet experiences more more openly, mm. as they are, without even really naming them, because my naming tends to already have some kind of uh, you know judgment involved with it. Just to try to meet experiences, meet what's going on. Mm. And sort of lessen the tension between these the two aspects, if you like that, which is seeing and and the seer. So the seeing, and for that I really found for myself it was very helpful to to get to drop the whole seeing paradigm, witness paradigm, because when I when I can looked into the scriptures and the Buddha never used that language. He never talked about seeing or witnessing or watching or acknowledging in these particular ways. Um, and in the Pali language, the word for vision, because for someone who's translated vision is vija, which actually comes from the same base as Vedana, feeling. So the you know when when it says something, the Buddha says something like Clarity it also means you know it's also got a feeling quality to it, you know. And a avidya is not feeling or not sensing or numbness as much as stupidity. So ignorance is not a lack of information, lack of intellect. It means you don't get the touch, you don't get you don't get it, you don't get it. You know you you it's, you're not getting it. So it's not just kind of intellectual thing. It's something is not felt. Something is not resonated. Something is not sensed fully. And as I began to get a sense of you know, mindfulness of body and and uh, so forth, and to to really, I could sense that the more I watched my breathing, the less easy it got. The more I watched my breathing, and the more kind of hyper and intense it got. You know, the sense of trying to keep so you can get quite concentrated in a way, but there was a certain tension with it. And then it certainly didn't lead to these qualities of of the way the Buddha described concentration or samadhi as suffusive, um, drenched with pleasure, um, you know, seemed pretty happy, kind of uh, an almost sensual experience. Um, So mine was kind of a sort of a quite detached but but bleak (laughs) witnessing you get tired of witnessing something you might as well go train spotting as watch your breath it's a bit more interesting and (laughs) so I just tried to get more into how how do you feel it what is a breath anyway you know really just get down to rather than watching the breathing just get real about what actually happens when you breathe do you know it how do you get any sense of it happening before almost before you start labeling and counting one to ten and getting it mindful and right just get one and really get the quality of that and the only way i could do that was to to become get more into a bodily sense of it tactile just feel what happens to the to the to the chest what happens to the abdomen, what happens in the throat. You what know, actually happens? How does it feel? And in the feeling sense of that, the, You know, a different quality of mind, in a way, comes up, which was much more sensitive, um, less object definition, and more about subjective quality feeling, the quality of the feelingness, was intensified and the sense of the object definition was diminished getting in touch with and uh, I found with that some certainly some senses of of or joy just to even try to do something like that you know just the sense of actually approaching it from that way made the whole thing much less of a a trial and more a kind of getting to know you kind of experience with its um, rewards and its challenges mm. main challenge being that uh, how how difficult it could be i could find it just to be with my self at that level in a feeling sense mostly i think myself i have an idea about myself or, operates with that particular way of what I should do and what I should be and so forth. And just to kind of feel is both uh, interesting, intimate, but also a bit rocky. You yeah. know, I just don't know what is going on, actually. Well, in terms of definition, this feels kind sort of, not very much, or strongly something, or slightly uneasy, or a little bit excited. But what is it? Is it good? Bad? I don't know. Mm. But then, uh, to, but then, to enter that territory, the breathing itself seemed a really helpful, seems a very helpful thing because you know it's 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 steady, and it's um, accessible. It's always going on. It's a kind of central. Feature and the feelings with that are rather pleasurable, actually. So, a sense of enjoying meditation, or making meditation a learning how to enjoy rather than learning how to um, understand mm. things as impermanent and not self. Well, if they're impermanent and not self, let them tell me. <laughs> Let experience tell me that. I'm not going to come in and impose that attitude upon it. And both the 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 sense of degrees of what seem to be real deepening and the nature of the challenges seem to both revolve around self. Around the self, around the the structure, the I am structure. Mm. So to me, a lot of that the I am structure is about um, feeling on top of things, or impervious, or safe, or you know, I've got my I've got my bit. I'm okay. Mm not necessarily in a kind of crude sense, but um, just um, feeling, you know, I know the future, I feel assured about the future, Um, just being able to kind of manage and, and, and not be immersed in things. And that, when that comes into the process of meditation, then there's always a kind of holding I can never really trust and release and let go. Just be there, breathing. There's always something there that's wondering when it's going to work, trying to get it right. Um, is this mindfulness, um, well long will it take? What should I do next? There's always that kind of tension. Even if it doesn't speak, it, you can feel a certain tension. The body feels it. And the more one meditates like that, then the Tenser the body gets and this is not just the, my experience I find there's a lot of people find mindfulness of breathing quite difficult quite tense and you know, everybody can acknowledge breathing in and out is child's play, everybody can do it why is it when I'm mindful of it it screws up, when, I, when I'm not mindful of it, it's fine <laughs> it's because our whole approach to what we're doing tends to by default by default not by design but by default comes back to this sense of doing it you know somebody's doing it um you know make, making sure we get it right or, or learning how to do it or getting better at it or not so good at it or when we're like in that kind of nervous cramp then actually gets experienced in the body as, as a tension and a, and a frustration and sometimes the breathing gets locked. The two seem to go together. Mm. And uh, the moments uh, uh, even, and can be quite difficult. That's mm. why a lot of the backups around these meditation techniques are things like just being natural um, just feeling balanced in yourself feeling comfortable with yourself feeling okay, not having to get anywhere, not being having to be the best you know, these, these are the kind of continual supplementary slogans that help try to you know, get us to be a little less self-conscious in what we're doing so that there isn't that continual kind of freezing up around our experiences. Actually, what um, a lot of people don't really take into account is how much um, we have an an external domain, and an internal domain, and both of those have to be settled. In some way, very broadly speaking, the external domain or the domain of what's around us, Mm. um, which the Buddha described ideally as Kalyanamita. There's a spirit, there's a quality, there's an atmosphere of friendship, of mutuality, of you know harmony. So this is really important. Very, very important. He made this almost the primary thing of his whole. structuring of a, of a monastic order was that there should be harmony people should meet together frequently establish harmony as their basis at the beginning talk through the matters they need to deal with in harmony aim for resolutions and depart feeling comfortable and pleased with each other you know they said you may make an effort for this and uh, this isn't purely for some you know External reasons is because the external domain very much affects how we form ourselves. If I'm in a situation where I'm being um, judged or intimidated or feel those things, whether anybody's doing it or not, I feel that. Then, as then, what happens is that continually a certain structure gets established around. Well, you know, I'm holding myself back. I'm not going to, you know. Um, I'm not going to open or share or give or receive or relate to because I don't I don't you know feel comfortable I, I don't feel safe I don't feel any or I don't feel there's any point in it you know so and for, for sometimes for meditators this can be a, a real uh, challenge because meditators are, you tend to go very internal you know, we do a lot on what we call the internalism. This is the important bit. You know, when I, was, when I was not meditating, I was completely external out there, running around, doing this, that, and the other. Right, chuck all that away, going to go completely internal, get into the real depth of my being, work stuff out. So we get very internalized. The problem is that we've, we can discard the external domain rather than transform it without realising the external domain, is very much part of what continually structures us. And this happens, you know, in moments. It doesn't happen, you know, you, 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 you find yourself in a situation where there's, you know, you're, there's 15 people you don't know. Something happens. <laughs> it's not like being with three people you do know. Something happens. There's it, it, some definite sense, sense of, of of sheltering, screenings, uncertainty, having to negotiate, and so forth. It, it's just natural. You know, this this structure starts to arise, and uh, the, the uh, so that then naturally, you know, when you, when one's operating within that, those are the very structures. This kind of supervising um, self. I think they call it superego or something like that, the supervising self that then actually um, acts as the structure within which one meditates. The same, the same thing is there. The same set of stru- structures are there. Mm. So it's very difficult to really, um, you know, if you don't if the external domain, you can't feel or can't relate to it as a sense of. Mutuality, okayness. Mm. The important thing is it, it, that's, how it, that's how it feels for you, because it could be the case that you can be, you know, with ten people really fine, they're okay, but you you don't feel fine. You feel, for one reason or another, you feel uncertain. And the same thing happens, no matter how good they're being. Mm. And the piece of history that we may very well Carry is through living a lot of time in a social domain that is either not connected to us, we're just passing through, we're just moving through our work, our job, our street, our railway station, our motorway, our car, boom, there's there's people out there who knows what they are, who they are, because you're on your way. You know, so you kind of, you don't, basically, out there doesn't matter because it's not going to affect you. You can't touch it. It won't touch you. You just pass through. So it doesn't matter. You get used to discarding it, or feeling slightly, you know, on guard against it. Might be threatening. Might be difficult. Or one comes to social situations where you've got to actually turn on the performance. Either be the the charm or the wit or the brilliance or something. You come up with the goods. So, one's relationship to the external domain can have all these, these things in it, and perhaps rather rarely, you know, is it a sense of being in a situation where, you know, what you are is fine and there's no particular pressure, and it's so, you know. So, that the tendency can be to discard the external domain, but then this results in this, in supporting this, this self conscious judgmental structure that then operates internally. And as meditators, then we go, we go internal, 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 outside, doesn't matter outside, doesn't matter outside. It's just the stuff out there, internal, internal, internal. But basically what we're going internal with is the same structure. Yeah. So when you go inside there's something there that is witnessing and doesn't want to bother with that and isn't interested in that. and want, you know It's doing the same thing as it did to the external domain. <laughs> it doesn't actually meet things. Just like we don't meet on the external level, we don't meet on the internal level. Because the meeting fa- facility has not been exercised, has not been um, uh, felt, has not been sensed, has not been acknowledged. So rather than realising realisation of not self, you get realisation of um, of a kind of a, an invisible self, you know this, this this witnessing self. And all the other things in in one's experience are just kind of bits and pieces of thoughts and feelings and emotions that don't really count. Wow, doesn't sound very nice, does it? <laughs> You know, all the bits and pieces of moods and thoughts and memories and joys and ugly stuff and dark stuff is all just bits and pieces that don't really count. And all that counts is this witnessing self who doesn't actually meet anything, just watches it all coming and going, and rather wishes it would sort of go away. <laughs> I mean, quite emptiness. But that, that isn't. Sublime emptiness. That's vacuity, nihilism. Yeah. It doesn't actually work because the more that that operates, the, one of the the side effects of this this um, this selfhood, this that, that creates that, that doesn't meet things, is a whole lot of frustration energies that are not actually being properly handled, um, things that are being split off from, uh, disconnected from, not properly integrated. So you end up like a beanbag, basically, all bits and pieces, (laughs) in a lump that doesn't actually fit anything. (laughs) Yeah. So to to really... um, You know, and then you can say, why is it after, say, you know, five or six years of meditation, actually, you know, people can be with all kinds of um, difficult, really difficult stuff going on, you know, fear or craving or um, anger, a lot of, a lot of fear and anxiety going on and some stuff welling up that blows them away, overwhelms them, There's a lot there that needs to be somehow appropriately, um, skillfully, appropriately, you know, responded to. And this sense of just acknowledging and and dismissing doesn't do it. You can see from the kind of fullness of feeling that is experienced in these um, um, jhana states, samadhi states, The word concentration, again, tends to um, give you the idea. It's like a head thing, like you do when you're driving or operating something. You concentrate through your head on what you're doing. You, samadhi is something that happens. It isn't an activity at all. The activity is of careful... Pointing the mind and feeling it out. Vitaku vichara. You direct, you bring something to mind and you feel it out. You bring it to mind, you feel it out. You bring it to mind, you feel it out. And you expand your awareness of this and you discern and you refine. And It's, it's a very much a handling experience of um, d- touching things, handling them, sensing them, calming them, soothing them, brightening them, straightening them. You know, it's, it's very much a, a kind of getting, get your hands in there um, um, process. And, and the, that's the beauty of it, is that you, something starts to come alive because of the, of the quality of the handling that you're doing. Even if what you're handling is pretty gooey, you know, or confusing, you, your, your handling sense gets more agile mm. and you get a vitalized. And it's as if the, this in a way seems to actually channel a lot of the energies of our system, become channeled into into the process of really meeting ourselves. So rather than a kind of a, a shutting off or division, you get an incorporation, bring together. And it's a skillful Process. We have interiors and exteriors, and they both have to be <coughs> sensed. The basic sense always is is that around us is the is the benevolence, is the trustworthy. It's always that that kind of fundamental reference, and so you you sense that sometimes why pe- we recommend practicing Buddha Nusati, recollection of Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. You bring to mind um the mainstream of your of the goodness that, that you have the mainstream of your intent the mainstream of your value of your sense of honesty or integrity or harmlessness or generosity you bring those to mind so you you sit within that um, and those give you the they give you the kind of foundation, that's what you sit on, just like you sit on your, your mat, you sit that's, that's where you sit, <laughs> you don't sit in some kind of blank place, you sit in the good place mm. and what the mind picks up from that you know, is the, is the, the courage, the sensitivity the, the um, sense of you, you get the feeling sense you know, which is a much more finely gradated you know how you hold something. You hold it lightly. You touch it. You press it. You squeeze it. You push it. You you know you do that. You get that sense, and that comes from feeling that the the quality of um, confidence. You know friendliness in yourself. It's really important that whatever we do, we don't we don't lose that. We don't give up on that we don't give up on ourselves. And in fact, if you'd never get to do anything more than that, you know, then this itself, just to be able to regard yourself in a continually, you know, benevolent way, it doesn't mean you're always praising yourself, but at least you're on your own side, you know. (laughs) There's a quality of compassion and forgiveness and support rather than negative or indifference, you know so just to do that is 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 really a wonderful way to live actually you know a really healthy way to live and you're not really establishing a self you're establishing particular virtues values and skills and textures and tones to to abide within and then you that's you know, so, so you place your mind within that, and you ref- begin to build up your meditation object from that base. What what can you sense in your body when you're in that state? When you feel at ease with yourself, what can you sense? You know, how can you sense your breathing? Wait till it comes to you. It's that kind of. That's a that's a way that I, f- feel confident for myself with. You well, know, not when I'm, driven. I feel I've got to get there, i got to do so many hours of meditation. What do I get from that? I can still sense the breathing, but it's not... I'm not approaching it from the right way. I'm approaching it from my driven, goal-oriented, judgmental self, <laughs> rather than virtues and values that I really feel comfortable with. And this is kind of... The, I think the way we, we enter it is so important. And just to keep, never move, never leave that place. And just keep meeting yourself at that place time and time and time again. In a way, this is really, you know, all it is about. But the process of, of staying in, in that current and staying this one theme, say breathing in and breathing out or whatever your one theme is, is it by itself, it naturally deepens. The process of just Continual reference, you know, without adding all kinds of other stuff, naturally takes you deeper because, you know, um, there's a kind of a, a calming and a steadying effect that that means that <clears throat> a lot of the discursive stuff just melts away. You know, because you're not keeping it going. You're not keeping these uh, discursive topics of of, um, you know, what's for dinner tonight and so on, going. What you're left with are what we might call deep issues, deep textures, deep processes. So you don't have to drive in there, get deep. You you know, if you, if you just stay where you are, you, deepening happens in an appropriate way. mm. And it's it kind of it's also also helpful to recognise that the process of awakening is not really like a going up; it's a going down. You know, in other words, you you you're already you're already plenty up already. That's the problem. You've got so much stuff happening on the surface, so you need to just kind of settle and settle and settle. And as you as you realise, you've got something underneath that. Yeah. You know, and as you, as you relax, because the whole process is one of, of relaxing and deepening and calming and doing less. So it's that deconstruction and descent and a, a calming and a quietening. In other words, it's, it's everything's about unconstructing. So the process is one of go, more like a descent. You know? So in a way, what it points out is it's already here you, know, you don't have to build something up, you have to, to um, you know, allow the process to deepen through skillful handling of what's going on. And right there it's at the edge of the practice is always the place where we're, we're meeting. And the more that you, more that uh, we co- you come to that place, you realise when you're being very directly with, say, breathing, breathing out, you can sense. Well, on one level, you can just describe it as breath going out of my body. Get a picture like that, but that isn't very full. And then you get particular sensations. But then. What is actually more steady is the is the energy, the kind of subtle bodily energy that accompanies breathing in, breathing out. A quality of, of calm or suffusiveness. So that more you get into it, the more the physical aspects of the breathing seem to disappear. You don't you're not feeling it in particular place in your body, you may have started off feeling a particular place in your body, but that kind of location dissolves, not because you reject it, but because it naturally unfolds. You, it, As you include something fully, you transcend it. So you don't transcend it by discarding it, you're transcending it by including it, fully including it. And... That's the, that's the whole p- point of Anicca, is that as you really include something, it tends to dissolve. It tends to unfold and dissolve. And similarly with um, the mind states, often we, we, you, know, you get emotional states. And if you're happy, you feel sad, you, you, you have thoughts. And thoughts are really the very surface When you look, you handle the thought stream, you realize, well, within this thought stream there's a whole lot of emotions propelling it along. It could be just excited, um, eager, enthusiastic, it could be anxious, it could be nervous, it could be whatever, you know, disappointed. So then you realize the emotional currents are really the main thing and the thoughts are just the froth on the stream. Not inconsequential, but um, if you really handle the thought, listen to the thought, listen to the voice in the thought, the feeling of it, rather than where it's going, you can sense the emotional current of that. You know, feel slightly nervous or irritated or something. Okay, and This is often the bit that we don't really like. Because its uh, emotional body is, um, you know, it's, it's so unreasonable <laughs> and, and inconvenient. <laughs> you know, you're doing something, you don't want to feel this, but you do. <laughs> You, or you're with someone, and right now you don't want to feel like I'm a bit. Actually, I'm actually right now. What you're doing, actually, actually, is quite boring <laughs> right now. I don't. You're not boring. But what you're saying, it's actually, it's. I'm feeling myself feeling rather bored with this. I shouldn't do that. I should. You know. Or I'm feeling irritated, or, you know. So these are rather uncomfortable. And uh, so, particularly when they, you know you, you have got an object, you're just feeling these uh, moods swings running around. They don't they don't form a very comfortable self image. Um, so this is often what happens: is we, we, we if we come into that, we sort of bounce off it again, and we try to settle it down, or, hand, or incorporate it, or snap out of it, or something. There's a kind of reflex. Because their, their emotions also—they're kind of boundaryless. They don't play fair. They don't have boundaries. Mm. But actually, the process is one of being able to deepen through the emotion, just feel the energy of that—the fire, the push. You get really, really inside it. You breathe your way through it, So you don't even name it as anything anymore. And then there can be, through that quality of, just the energy of your, of your breath, or your the subtle energy of your breath meeting the energy of your mind, just an energetic place. There can be this transformation. Hmm. The tangle, or the push, or the, or the. Qu- quivering of the emotional body just suddenly starts to unwind in the presence of something that's benevolent and steady and peaceful and okay and no big thing and you know it sort of comes out you don't come out through through having discarded you trans the emotion transmutes And uh, I think it was always what we have to say with that is that, yes, and yet, you know you have to do this um, these processes quite carefully. It's, it's not just the jumping in. Um, there's always the need to to bring up those faculties of mindfulness, which is able to bear witness to be fully present. To to know how to adjust the focus so that you don't go into the intensities of experiences. You go to just where you're starting to feel them. It's like we where you meet someone. You know, you don't imme- immediately meet someone and grab hold of them. You meet them, you sort of make introductions. Hello, nice to see you, sit down. It's rather like that. Meeting yourself is rather like that. You know, this kind of careful appropriation of you know, where we sit and how we're going to, you know, just kind of jump into somebody. Um, so it's like particularly the, the usefulness of the body references is sometimes you can feel energies, emotional energies in particular places in your body, like around your chest or something. And you can feel, when you can sense that, then you can feel around the edge of that area, yeah. And just start to work in from the outside, because when you come into the often, if you jump right into the heart of an emotion, you get this immense reactivity occurring. It's overwhelming, and then that way, you know, you begin to trans-transmute emotions, or well, they they transmute. And what is but it, what is not generated is the sense of somebody who's done it. Or is on top of it, or is witnessing it? You know that the self bit dissolves as well. You know know, that they both. There's just the sense of release, ease, release. Hmm. So in a way, then there is some kind of a realization or an actual manifestation of not self. In 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 action doesn't mean there's nothing there, but there isn't somebody doing it, getting around it. And this is the kind of the little bit that we can't do. And why, in a way, it's meeting this these energies in ourselves are perhaps I don't know if it's the only way, but the only way I've found myself to to get out, you know, to release myself, not just shut off or look the other way or get on top of it, actually to to really release it. Because they, the energies of feeling and mood and particularly energies um, that I don't really want to, I can't handle or not really comfortable with, I've got tremendous potency in them. And they... They almost require, uh, uh, will only meet me when I'm being as open and authentic and, and focused and, you know, with no particular agendas other than to meet. And then they have this uh, power, this energetic power to to uh, transform. Mm. I find um over the over the time um, it's kind of surprised that who who I've been mm. <laughs> what kind of things there are going on the inner life as Huge in some ways. Just as big as the external world, they're pretty much the same. Mm. One doesn't get away from it. But I find that uh, learning to meet is, uh, is a theme that uh, at least I try, or i encourage in myself in both the internal and the external domains. You know, I'm trying to actually be with other people or meet other people, what seems to be other people anyway, watch what comes up and happens in that. And also, what seems to be myself—they both seem to carry messages of of um, control, fear of losing control, wanting to be, um, sense of you know inadequacy, or or whatever in all that. Mm. And the end of it, I can sense those energies as they happen. As they experience them, and the kind of. M- Messages they carry about what what you are, what you never will, what you always can, and so forth, and what you're going to, and how you can deal with all that going <laughs> on. And in practice, I just try to keep navigating back directly to yes, yes, but where actually is the feeling with that? Can you meet that? Where it's happening in your body? You feel that. Tension in the chest. You know, tightness in the hands. Sense of, um, you know, where that is. Breathing in and out. Anyone? <laughs>